Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. I invite you to check out all of my written work, over 3,800 film reviews to read anytime at Quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today's film is Ice Age Collision Course. It's an animated comedy adventure as well. It's PG rated for mild, rude humor and some action and peril. The runtime is an hour and 34 minutes, and the vocal cast includes Ray Romano, John Leguizamo, Dennis Leary, Queen Latifah, Sean William Scott, Simon Pegg, Jennifer Lopez, and many, many other smaller roles. Jesse J, Kiki Palmer, Adam Devine, Wanda Sykes, Nick Offerman. The credited directors are Michael Thurmeyer and Galen T. Chu, and the screenplay is credited to Michael J. Wilson, Michael Berg, and Yoni Brenner. This is a movie I didn't really have a lot of zeal to see. I actually skipped the last two entries in the Ice Age series. In fact, the only written review that I have up on my website is for Ice Age 2, whatever that happens to be subtitled. I don't even remember at this point. I think I like the first two Ice Age films modestly, but... After seeing two of them, I just really did not want to see more, but you enter into a relationship with somebody who has a four-year-old daughter, and you end up seeing a lot more kids' movies than you previously had. So in an effort to keep her happy, I'm going to be seeing a lot more of these films in the future. And, you know, one of the funny things that happened as we were watching this movie, and she seemed to be fairly entertained by it, but uh, about a half hour into the film, she asked her mother, when is the movie going to start? which is pretty funny because at that moment I was kind of thinking the same thing. And at that moment, I really didn't have a good answer to that question because it had obviously been running for some time, but there really had not been any trace of the main plot that would end up being featured in the last half of the movie. You know, we were fully one-third into the runtime of the movie, and it just was a collection of character moments, one after the other after the other. So... Ice Age Collision Course, if you've been following this series, I lose track of how many there were. I was actually astonished to find that there were actually five films now, this one being the fifth in the highly lucrative franchise. I was also astonished to learn that the last two films in the series grossed nearly $900 million worldwide apiece, and that, I guess, is an assurance, as there ever has been, that there's going to be one more go-around. These films, they're modest hits in the United States, but they have enjoyed ravenous success in many foreign markets, and you have a very vibrant mix of colorful characters. There's a heaping helping of silly slapstick, and I guess that helps it cross language barriers that must stymie many other Hollywood animated features that rely on a lot of pop culture references that maybe only Americans and a few other countries will understand or have those in-jokes galore. I'm thinking about a lot of the Shrek films specifically. What this means, of course, is that Collision Course is virtually critic-proof and Those who are already prone to enjoy this series already know what they're going to get. So for better or worse, it's going to deliver those goods to them. This is a formula film through and through. After four whole epic entries, Blue Sky Animation, which are the makers of this series, can rest assured this is pretty much money in the bank. They're writing their own check. They know that there's likely going to be plenty of people flocking to see more of these goofy animated animals in silly, slap-happy situations The kiddos are going to get plenty of giggles. There's oodles of gross juvenile humor, lots of crazy cartoon mayhem. Maybe this won't appeal to most adults, but like I said, they're going to still, like me, take the kids to go see this if they want to. As far as the plot of the film, it doesn't, you know, it's 
barely worth mentioning, considering how much of this runtime actually ignores this plot. We start with the antics of Scrat the Squirrel. He ends up finding and then flying a UFO into outer space. Yes, I am serious about this. He's chasing the elusive acorn through all corners of the galaxy, and he ends up inadvertently causing a meteor shower that ends up hitting Earth. Manny, the woolly mammoth, voiced by Ray Romano and his wife Ellie, played by Queen Latifah, they forget for a moment their fears that their daughter Peaches is going to end up leaving them once she gets married to the silly-natured but lovable woolly mammoth Julian. They see these fiery rocks hurtling into their vicinity. They immediately run for cover, along with their motley gang of friends, also called The Herd. They eventually run into the spirited and highly intelligent one-eyed weasel named Buck, who is returning here from the third film, apparently, Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Buck concocts a plan to keep the most massive of asteroids from hitting Earth yet again and wiping them all out. Teamwork here is employed by all of them, but they're going to have to stay a step ahead of a trio of ill-mannered dino birds who want to make sure that Buck is out of the way because he's keeping them from stealing and eating other dino eggs So they want all of these pesky critters out of the way so they can rule the roost as the most powerful creatures on this newly planet that is on the verge of destroying most of the life on it. Kind of a morbid setup to a movie, I have to say, for kids. Like the characters at the heart of this film, I think that the producers of the Ice Age films soon realize that there's literally nowhere to go. We already have a squirrel piloting a spacecraft of unknown origin, so all these jokes obviously involving prehistoric shenanigans have completely run out after the first few films. The best that they can do is to keep things always moving, even if it's in circles, and to try to live to see another day with this franchise, which they will do as long as butts continue to fill theater seats around the world. Obviously, as I mentioned, kids are going to enjoy this film more than most. There's really not much meat on the bones for most adults to sink their teeth into. There are occasionally clever moments A few gags here to garner a chuckle here and there, but you're likely going to actively have to search for those sparse morsels amid a cavalcade of scenes like Scrat getting maimed, trying to capture and stash his acorn in outer space, and we get a lot of tired family sitcom subplots featuring yet another disapproving dad having to learn tolerance for seeing his daughter growing up and not depending on him anymore. Ten minutes worth of plot here is padded out to 90 plus minutes, and that means that Collision Course really has no choice but to add more and more and more characters that it can to persistently distract us from realizing that there's not much good in these goods to justify another entry. Parents who are happy to see their kids laugh or have a good time will at best be tolerant of this movie, but those Actually looking for a worthwhile way to spend 90 minutes, we'll find that, like the dinosaurs, the original ideas behind the series went extinct a long time ago. I'm giving Ice Age Collision Course only two stars out of four. Two stars on my scale means that I think that it's lacking something vital that keeps it from being a worthwhile film for most audiences. And that thing that it's lacking is really a story or even a reason to come back. I mean, this film is really treading water, just moving bit by bit because there's really no place else to go. Doing what it can, like the animals back then, probably in the Ice Age, just trying to stay alive through instinct more so than any kind of game plan. So two stars out of four for Ice Age Collision Course. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button. If you happen to be on iTunes, please leave a review. And if you want to support this show, the best way you can do that is going to patreon.com slash quipster. 
and becoming a sponsor for this show. Don't forget, you can write to me at quipster.net. You can find my contact information at qwipster.net. Until next time, thank you, everyone, for listening. Enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies.